All right, guys, welcome back to Fanatics here on 1460 KXNO, hanging out with Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell after a big win over TCU on Saturday. And that was a fun one, Coach. I I, I rolled into Jack Trice Stadium at like 7.30, and it was a monsoon, man. And I was really dreading the game. I thought everybody made a good decision to delay that thing for a couple of hours and wow, what a game. What a, when you go back and you've watched the tape, I mean, what, what's the overall impression of how your team played? Yeah, I was just proud that our kids, we got back to, number one, finding a little bit of joy in playing football, which I thought was really big for this group of kids. And the only reason I say that is this is a group of kids that has cared as much as any group of kids that I've ever been around, their preparation, their time, their commitment. And I think sometimes they get into the game and they want to be so perfect so bad that you know it it almost stalls us a little bit and you know I think our coaches are that way I know I'm that way at times and so you know I I think it was really fun to watch our kids enjoy playing the game of football and you know I think the other piece of it that was really fun is watching our team play team football I know that's the only way we're going to have the most success that we can have as a football program and as a football team is you know offense takes care of the defense defense takes care of the offense and special teams becomes a spark and I think you saw all those things in critical moments really happen. You know, we took care of the football. We got big turnovers when we needed it. And our special teams units, they were kind of the spark plug for us. You know, big return by Nwangu. Our kickoff kickoff coverage team did a great job, created a turnover really to kind of seal the game. And then I thought our punt team was outstanding throughout the game. And really our punt block team put a lot of pressure on the punter and, you know, really held him way up below his average. So, you know, I I think all those little things, what we've talked about getting us to this point of being a, a good football program, it's the same things that are going to continue to take us to that next level where we would love to be as a football program and so it was fun to watch those things come back here i am again i I love defensive linemen we talk about it every year zach peterson's my new favorite cyclone man that guy you know it started to stand out to me before he got the start on saturday though if you want to watch like if you're going back and watching these cyclone games again fans watch this cat on special teams earlier in the year he is he's everywhere in Wow! Um, for his first career start, he was awesome on Saturday. Yeah, he was incredible, and and you know, I what a moment for him, first start, and the way he played in the football game. And you know, you're talking about a guy that had over 50 reps on defense, still took 10 to 15 reps on special teams throughout the game. And you know, I, I've always said when your best players have the ability to be the best player on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and then they are the same guy on Saturday. That that's when you know you got somebody really special. Well, that's Zach. And, you know, for me, you said it. I, I'm walking with my son after the game up here, and I said, man, you want to be like that guy. And, I, and, and I'm pointing to Zach because he plays the game of football the way the game of football should be played. And um, he's been a great spark for this team. And I, I know me and you have talked about this before. I, I really felt like he was playing as good as any of our defense alignment, even prior to this past Saturday. So it's fun to watch him take great advantage of his opportunity and made some critical plays in the fourth quarter quarter of that game obviously the tackle to create the fumble and the kickoff you know a batted down ball and a a tackle for a loss and a big run play um that kind of separated the game for us so really proud of him he he was great um another obviously rather have Jaquan than have him be sidelined but it was fun to watch Leo made a big play um I thought Owazarike he got in the end zone and I don't know it, it just seemed to me they were 
the line's been solid all year. They seemed like more like pocket pushers and disruptors on Saturday than any other game so far. Well, you know, it's funny because that group and a lot of been lots been talked about that group, and you know, I think sometimes that that's a new piece for that D line. You know, they kind of came in with uh, into the season with a lot of people talking about them. Well. Which, what that creates is you better understand that everybody's going to give you their best shot. Every offensive line and every coach is telling that, that yeah. team, hey, listen, these guys are good. We've got to bring our best game. And I think one thing for that group, and we talked about it you know, this pa- past week, is, man, like you're going to get everybody's best shot. There's no hiding anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're coming for you. And we almost didn't match that intensity, I think, the first couple weeks of the season. And it was fun to watch that group kind of go back, kind of process what we were talking about, and really come out and reestablish their new standard of excellence that they can they can play at, and I thought they did it. And you know, Tucker Robertson's another yeah, guy that got in, one, yeah. had a couple big plays in the game, and I think what you're saying, it, Chris, like what that group did as a collective whole between Leo and Tucker and any and Zach, you know, those defensive ends, they were outstanding, and I thought Ray Lehm on one of his best games of his career as well. Uh, and then on the other side, I mean, you have. Pro Football Focus, they do their like team of the week every week, and two Iowa State offensive linemen, um, Downing was on there, and Bryce Meeker, a guy who he he struggled a little bit early on in the season, but they came together and man, um, they dominated up front too. It was just a good butt whooping on that side of the ball. Yeah, you know, I, I think that offensive line, and you know, they've they've played pretty consistent up until Baylor, and you know, kind of, you know, again, whether it's we said it in the press conference two weeks ago, you don't measure an offensive line till the end of the season, mm-hmm. and you say, what did that group really become through the season? And you know, great ones have great consistency about themselves, and you know, I think it, it was a shot to a kind of a shot in the arm uh, a week ago down in Baylor because they kind of got exposed throughout the football game mm-hmm. and whether it was ego playing well for two games and everybody saying good things about you um, but I think it it was fun to watch them take it personal and get back to work and kind of not turn the other way and you know Bryce is a great example because Bryce, Bryce is an incredible human um, a young man that's worked really hard to be a good player and didn't have a great day down in Baylor the, a week ago but in, instead of pouting about it went back to work and I thought played his best game of his his career to be honest with you um, and, and the rest of the group followed suit so you know it's a group that knows it's got to go to work and offensive line it's same thing you got to have your a game every saturday if you want to be the best team you can be you guys are favored on saturday at west virginia but i i know from flying into morgantown multiple times it's a different deal down there and i i love it i i tell people all the time if you're gonna go on one road trip in the big 12 like you've got to go to morgantown at least one point because those fans are nuts they love football there and they're going to be chomping at the bit waiting for you guys. So what, you know, for somebody who hasn't been there, it's going to be 4 o'clock in the afternoon. They're going to be all lubed up. What is it like playing in Morgantown and what makes it so difficult? Well, I'll say this is a compliment to our fan base. This is this is a very similar fan base in terms of uh, passion about their program. And, you know, for, for West Virginia, it is the only show in town. Yeah. And I think so much of the state gets it, its identity through their athletic program and through, their, through the university. And the passion, the loyalty that that fan 
base has is, is, is equally as good as anybody in the country. And so you know they're going to come strong. And I think when you get that environment and you get that, um, it makes it a really special environment to play in. To be honest with you, I love it because I love, I love going and competing in those type of environments. And there's obviously great tradition with West Virginia's program and who they are and what they stand for. So I think, you know, if you're a competitor and, and you want to be the best, man, you want to play in environments like this. And for our kids, I, I, I think they'll find that same excitement competing in an environment and a team that's playing and believing right now that they can be a really good football program. I don't know Neil Brown personally, but I, I see a lot of similarities to you, like where he came from. And it West Virginia is a team to me where I watched them earlier in the air and then I see where they're at now and I, I kind of make the parallel to your first team at Iowa State. Not good, you know, the first couple weeks and then something kind of clicked and I don't know when or it was or what it was. You're a very competitive team throughout the second half of that season. Wait, what do you think's going on at West Virginia? Because they're different now than they were the second week of September. Well, I, I'd say they're even different now than when we when we saw them last year in, in some ways. And I, I think what what Coach Brown's brought to those kids is, is not only a great belief, but a great unity. Um, you know, you're talking about a team that beat a good NC State team. Mm-hmm. You talk about a team that beat James Madison, who's a great FCS program. And then you're talking about a team that beat Kansas. And then the way they played at Texas or with Texas this past week at West Virginia you're seeing a team that really believes and believes in their coaches believes in each other and I think the attitude the effort and the consistency that they played over the last three weeks has been really impressive on that videotape so you know and and we got to remember they're also a team that's got players you know they they, they're there's some really great skill players on offense there's a quarterback that's super talented Um, there's a defense that's got a lot of guys that are coming back from a year ago two of the best interior D linemen that we'll face in this conference and so you know they've got really good pieces to build that unity and that character with um, so that makes it a makes it a great challenge for us. Kendall's a top I want to say top 15 in completion percentage nationally he's at like 68 percent is he uh, what, what do you count that to? He, he seems like a really smart kid to me. Well, I think they've put really that entire offense on his plate. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're trying to run as many plays as they can, as fast as they can. Um, he's got the ability to distribute the ball really quick out of his hand, which I think is a huge positive for him, and especially what they're asking him to do. And then the ability to, to both stretch the field vertically with his arm and also, you know, his ability to kind of create horizontal passing game with, him, with his arm strength is what's been really impressive. And so I think he's a real accurate passer. He's a guy that's got the ability to get the ball out of his hands quick, too. Well, and then last but not least, and I doubt that you're paying much attention to this, but I'm a geek, and I absolutely do. We've got the Red River shootout coming up on Saturday. The This conference is wide open. One of those teams is going to get a loss. And you look at Baylor, where you guys are at, uh, I think, I'm sure TCU still feels like they got a dog in the fight. I mean, they, Oklahoma State's proven that they can win some games. I love your league this year, man. I think that it's going to be a hell of a next couple months. You know, I, I think, Chris, you just look at this league top to bottom right now, and you look at some of these other leagues out there, and this is not a knock on any other league, but it's honest in this league. Anybody can beat anybody any given Saturday. Um, everybody's good enough, yeah. and, you know, I think it's a fascinating league. I agree with you, you know, and, and you're starting now as you get in 
in, in the conference play, getting some crossover, and you're watching how impressive this league really is. Um, you better be your best every Saturday if you have it if you want to have a chance to be the best team in this conference. It's it's tough too, I would think, from a scouting standpoint with all the new coaches because like look at Tech backup quarterback. Everybody's kind of starting to bury him, and then you know they beat up on. Oklahoma State, who everybody kind of thought was thriving. Kansas State, you don't really – I mean, it, does that make it more difficult? With Because you've got your first look at a new coach this week. I mean, what do you study more of Neil Brown at Troy? Do you study more of Neil Brown um, – in West Virginia, I would think it complicates things. Yeah, I think it certainly makes it a challenge in terms of being different and how you're scouting them in compared to maybe some of the other opponents. But I, I think you, you better be smart and you better do your homework on what they've done in their past, but also have enough realistic piece of yeah. it to say, what are those players that they have now and what do they think those guys can do and what are they doing now in their present? And so I think it just takes a, you know, a deep dive into the history of, of maybe some of the coaches on their staff and, and and you know maybe their history, but uh, yeah, I think that's al- that's always a great challenge, and I think you're seeing that happen. Nice thing for us is you know you're getting some of those coaches a little bit later in the season where there's a yeah. little bit of product out Good there point. that you got a chance to evaluate. Well, best of luck. Uh, I love Morgantown. I wish I I wish I could be there with you guys on Saturday. It's a great road trip, and it'll be a great environment. Yeah, we're excited. I appreciate everything, and go Cyclones. All right, head coach Matt Campbell. More fanatics coming up after this.